Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, this week on the podcast Free Smoke, the podcast Free Smoke, podcast Free Smoke, we talk about the upcoming potential matchup between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury and what kind of implications that's going to have on the future, the possibility of a future negotiation with Anthony Joshua. We also go over a few boxing headlines, including Danny Garcia versus Sean Porter. And I go over why I think Sean Porter is definitely underrated. And we look at his resume briefly. All that and more on this episode. Next. Once again, all right, so we're going to get into the news for the past two weeks. Like I said, I missed a week. Um, I recorded, I actually did record, I recorded a segment based around the the news of Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury being 99%, 99 99.9% done. Yeah, because I was trashing my... uh, my my time management for this week, I didn't I didn't actually uh, release that. But I'm gonna go ahead and get my thoughts on it now. Plus, I'm gonna get my thoughts on some of the some of the boxing news that's been going around the past two weeks. Um, start with the big one first. All right, so you got Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. Once again, Deontay the Bronze Bomber Wilder. Versus, there's only one Tyson Fury. Possible matchup. 99.9% done according to both Wilder and Fury. Wilder got on 78 Sports TV YouTube channel. One of the best YouTube channels out right now. And Wilder over the phone confirmed to uh, 78. That, yeah, man, yeah, it's 99.9% done. They almost done. They almost wrapping negotiations. Uh, I believe Tyson Fury stated that uh, this was one of the most easiest negotiations that he ever he ever uh, took part in. So, yeah, these two big, big high-profile heavyweights, literally physically two of the biggest heavyweights, uh, Deontay Wilder coming in at 6'7", and uh, Tyson Fury coming in at six nine. He actually the bigger man in this in this matchup. Uh, this this is this this is a this is a potential uh, potentially a biggest fight, one of the biggest heavyweight fights of all time. Um, Tyson Fury is coming off a drug induced. Um, coming off of a long layoff, even though he's he has he has had a uh, comeback tuna fight, and he actually got another tuna fight scheduled. So by the time he he gets it back in the ring with uh, Deontay Wilder, he would have fallen twice. So uh, they talking about having this fight in, in December. And man, this should be a big mega fight. 
Uh, the press conference is going to be off the hook. The uh, face-off is going to be one of the best. The trash talking is going to be epic. You got Deontay Wilder. The one guy in boxing with true, true knockout, one-punch knockout power. Can knock you out in any round, 1 through 12. He got what we call a cheat code. <coughs> Excuse me. You could be winning the fight. You can have him wobbly. All it takes is for him to tap you on your chin one time with that right hand, and he will stretch you. You got Tyson Fury, who I believe is the best as far as heavyweight, heavyweights go. He probably engaged in some of the best mental warfare out of any heavyweight champion right now. Absolutely uh, talked Vladimir Klitschko out of his draws and they, when they fought. Had Klitschko looking befuddled. Went in there and outboxed him, outclassed him. Had 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 Vladimir Klitschko, who's a Hall of Famer, looking out, looking crazy out there. Forced him into retirement. Pre, you know, temporary retirement at the time. Uh, Deontay Wilder. Uh, this is a fight they've been talking about for a while now. Um, a fight that they wanted to do a few years ago, but again, Tyson Fury uh, failed a bunch of drug tests. He was out there sniffing coke. Had some mental health issues going on, it appears. And uh, he had to he had to pretty much take some time off from boxing, and he got stripped of all his titles. Once he got stripped of all his titles, here come Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua went out there and picked up those titles. Basically, fought some bums and you know some soft touches, and he was able to uh, he was able to procure both of those titles. Uh, Deontay Wilder, the only true champion in my opinion. Actually, it's not opinion; it's fact. He's the only true champion. He didn't get any of his belts from Tyson Fury. He went out and got his belt the hard way. He fought the number one contender and the WBC contender. It was him. He was the number one guy. He fought the number two guy. WBC belt was up for grabs. Deontay Wilder uh, went out there and fought Bermain uh, Stavern. 12 rounds was the only guy at the time that he went 12 rounds with. He went 12 rounds. Won that title. He's been, he's been the title holder ever since. He did go back and rematch Stavern for the same WBC title. He stressed Stavern. One of the most devastating knockouts ever. He also defended his belt against Luis King Kong Ortiz. He knocked him out. Longest reigning champion, and he's the true champion right now. Tyson Fury, on the other end, is still considered the lineal champion. Uh, for for y'all that don't know what the lineal champion is, the lineal champion means you beat the man that beat the man that beat the man. Okay, at some point, somebody got beat. That somebody beat somebody that was undisputed. If you're that guy and you don't lose. If somebody beats you, they become the lineal champion. That's what Tyson Fury did when he beat Vladimir Klitschko. Therefore, he's still the lineal champion. He has never lost inside of the ring. He only got his title strip because, again, like I said, he went on that drug bench, and they had to strip his titles off of him. But he has never lost inside of the ring, ever. He's never lost. He is undefeated. He is an undefeated champion. So he's still the lineal champion. Until somebody beats him, he's the lineal champion. Might not have a belt, but again, he's the lineal champion. So right now, this is a potential matchup. 
It should be huge. It should be a mega event. Looking forward to this, man. Um, my early predictions. I'm not going to give an official uh, prediction on the winner yet, but if you ask me who I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards Deontay Wilder. Uh, based on the, the history, what I remember, uh, Tyson Fury, I don't think he's. He don't think he has the greatest chin. Uh, not the worst chin, but I believe he got dropped. He got dropped by a guy named Cunningham. I can't remember his name right now. Not. I don't fact check and I don't have notes. Um, Cunningham, uh, who was a cruiserweight, moved up from cruiserweight, fought Tyson Fury a heavyweight. He dropped him in a fight. Tyson Fury came back and won that fight by knockout, but he did get dropped by Cunningham in that fight. So. Should be interesting to see how he's taking these Deontay Wilder punches. Deontay Wilder being the hardest hitter in the whole sport right now, especially in the heavyweight division. Uh, but, again, and uh, Lennox Lewis came out and said this. Lennox Lewis, former heavyweight champion from the U.K., the original Dreadman, Lennox Lewis, one of the greatest ever, came out and said, hey, man, listen. Tyson Fury can be a, a, a technical, horrible matchup for, for Wilder. You know, he can give Wilder a lot of problems. He warned Wilder. He said, Wilder, man, you need to be careful when you get in there with Deontay, uh, with uh, Tyson Fury. Sorry. You got to be real careful, man. This is this can be a, a bad matchup for you. This is a bad matchup for you. And I and personally, I agree with uh, I agree with Lennox Lewis. I, I, I believe you, man. I think Deontay Wilder is smart enough to, to recognize that. Like, yeah, man, this could be a... This can be a bad matchup, but the reason that I, if I'm a if you wild the Wilder fans out there, the reason you shouldn't be worried, and I'm not worried as a fan of Wilder. Shit, Luis King Kong Ortiz was a, was a terrible matchup for Wilder. Still is, gave Wilder problems. He gave Wilder problems early on in that fight. He started to wear down. Wilder was able to knock him out. Wilder was able to counter him, and, you know, and connect because Wilder got sneaky. Wilder has underrated boxing skills. So, yes, Wilder is going to be in there. If he gets in there with the, uh, Tyson Fury, it is going to be a bad matchup for him. However, <laughs> Wilder got that power. He can overcome bad matchups. He can get in there with guys that are stylistically wrong for him. He can make it work by just landing one punch. He did that with Alter Spilka. Uh, anybody, anybody on YouTube, go on YouTube and look up Deontay Wilder versus Spilka. I think Spilka is spelled S-P-I-L-K-A. I don't need notes for that one. Alter Spilka, the uh, Polish Polish heavyweight. Polish heavy. He was giving he was giving Wilder all types of problems. It was an even fight for the most part up until that point. Up until that point, I think he knocked him out in the, in the 11th round. 11th or the 12th round. Caught him with one punch. You would have thought somebody shot Spoker in the face. You would have thought somebody shot Spoker with a shotgun in his face. That's how limp his body went. They thought Spoker was dead. After the fight, Deontay Wilder quoted as saying, Man, I thought I killed Spoker. I thought I killed Spilka. And he did look like he killed Spilka. Spilka's body went limp. He was out. Cold stretch. Done. Done out here. 
He was done out there. Body laid out like he got thrown off the roof. Splattered. Stretched. Real bad. So, yeah. Wilder been in there with, with guys who, who he don't match up with well. Who don't match well with. I, if I can speak today. If I can talk today. Yeah, he's been in there with guys who've been technical nightmares for him. Who've been matchup nightmares for him. And he just found a way, man. He break you down with that power. If he don't, if he don't get you a one, he's going to get you a two or three. You have to go down. And like I said, I've seen Fury go down from a cruiserweight. So I got to believe Wilder's going to have an effect. He's going to find a way to break through and get Fury down. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on that fight. Uh, it's going to be a big-ass matchup, man. It's going to be a big, huge, I believe, a successful pay-per-view. A pay-per-view that possibly can sell one million buys. Yes, I'm saying it. One million buys. If not one million buys, they definitely going over 500,000 buys. They're going to get close to one million buys. Especially when uh, Tyson Fury get, get on that mic. And one thing about UK fans, UK fans travel. They'll show up. They'll come to Vegas. So it's going to be a big gate. Huge gate. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. As far as the implications it's going to have on the uh, potential matchup between Wilder and Joshua, man, Joshua, Joshua can go down as like the dumbest, one of the dumbest heavyweights ever. And what I mean by that is, once again, this man was offered $50 million guaranteed. $50 million guaranteed, and he turned it down. He did not take the offer. He asked for $50 million. Wilder went and got the bag, $50 million, and he turned it down. Once he got the bag... That was it. That should have it should have been a go. They should be fighting. We should be talking about Wilder versus Joshua right now. We should be that's the fight we should be talking about right now. Joshua turned that down. Now you're telling me if he if Wilder go out there and fight Tyson Fury and walk out of that fight with twenty million dollars earnings after pay per view, after the gate, after he split up that money. And Joshua go on and fight Kavekin, Kavekin, and he struggle or he loses. You telling me he's not the dumbest heavyweight champion ever? It'd be very, it's very stupid for him. Anything, honestly, man, anything he does at this point. Once you turn down fifty million dollars, if you even if you fight Wilder down the line, it you still you're still stupid because. You could have had $50 million, and you're, 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 probably, you're, you're not going to get that offer again. You're not, especially if Wilder fights Tyson Fury and beats Tyson Fury. If he fights Tyson Fury and beats Tyson Fury, becomes the lineal champion. If he beats the only true heavyweight, other true heavyweight champion in Tyson Fury, he the A-side. He the A-side in the negotiations. Right now, you got two belts, and you got... Your claim to the UK fan base. 
that makes that quote, you know, that basically makes you quote unquote the bigger draw. Which really don't mean nothing if you're not fighting in the UK, which you really can't fight in the UK if you really want to make the most money. So you're going to more than likely have to fight if you really want to make if you really want the best bag, you're going to have to fight Wilder in the United States, Las Vegas. If you do that, you're, you're not the A side. You're not the A side in America. More people know Wilder in America. And they definitely gonna know more people gonna know Wilder if he beat if he beat Tyson Fury. And they definitely gonna know him in the UK now if he beat Tyson. If he knocked Tyson Fury out, man. He's gonna be either the most hated or one of the most celebrated. He's gonna be both. He's gonna be hated and celebrated in the UK. And he will surpass you, Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua running around here. Just he squandered. Anthony Johnson, John, Joshua, Anthony Joshua has squandered all his momentum he had after the Klitschko fight. All his momentum. You went out there, you knocked out Vladimir Klitschko. You had fans, myself included, looking at you as, as possibly the next heavy, heavyweight out of the UK to, to carry that torch that Lennox Lewis lit. Because I, I was a big fan of Lennox Lewis. I was always weary of Joshua, but I thought maybe I could become a fan of Joshua one day. Then you start, then he start acting weird. You start acting scary. You start talking like a, a, a man that was already defeated. You constantly mentioning losing. You constantly mention mentioning if if I if I lose, if I get knocked out, if I do this, if I do that. You don't sound like a confident champion. You don't sound like you don't speak like a champion. You don't walk like a champion. You don't act like a champion. So hardcore boxing fans are not going to respect you. You duck. You've been ducking Deontay Wilder every chance you get. You don't speak up for yourself. You let Eddie Hearn speak for you. You know what I mean? You can't. You, you, this behavior you exhibit is that you is this unbecoming of a champion. You, act, you, you move like a coward. That's the truth. You move like a coward. You move like somebody that's weak. Other heavyweights don't respect you. Other fighters don't respect you. Former fighters, they talking shit about you. Holyfield constantly talking shit about you. Lennox Lewis starting to talk shit about you. You know what I mean? You got other fighters out here like Roy Jones and, and, and trainers like Teddy Alice. They talk about you like you you need to be protected. They don't have faith in you. They saying they going out here saying weird shit like, oh, if Anthony Joshua's people put him in with Deontay Wilder, they should go to jail. Shit like that. Like why why is it that everybody needs to feel like they need to protect Joshua? So you don't make it better when you come out and you you got this defeated ass attitude about everything. Like, oh, well, if I lose, then or if he said something in an interview, you can go back and check this. Anthony Joshua says something in an interview with Wilder 
when he asked for the 50 million and he said, he said, um, because Wilder asked for, Wilder had a deal. Wilder originally said, listen, if we fight, we can have two fights. Whatever you feel like you deserve in the first negotiations, I'll give you that. If you think it's 90-10, if you think it's 95-5, you can have that. You can have that in negotiations. You can have 90% of, of, of the pot. I'll take 10%. As long as you agree that when I beat you in the rematch, I get, I get 90 and you get 10. We switch it around. Andy Joshua took that as... Oh, that that doesn't that's still just fifty fifty, because first fight you get ninety, I get ninety ten. Second fight, you get ninety ten. See, if Joshua was thinking like a champion, Joshua believed in himself, which he don't. If if Joshua believed in himself, Joshua would be like, "Listen, man, ain't gonna be no rematch. It, that, that, it's not fifty fifty because I'm gonna knock you out in the first fight." And I'm, so I get I get ninety ten now, and I get ninety ten in the second fight because I'm gonna knock you out in the first fight. Only a man who believes, who who doesn't believe in himself, who thinks he's who who already thinking about getting beat, would say that it's fifty fifty because that means you already see yourself losing the first fight, so you you already know it's two fights. So yeah, you looking at it like, well, he gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you know sixty forty this fight, and he gonna get sixty forty the second fight because he's gonna beat me in the first fight. If you think you're going to win the first fight, then you know in the second fight it's not going to be the same deal. Why would If you think you're going to win, why would you believe that in the second fight he would get 60-40? If you get 60-40 in the first fight, why would you believe in the second fight he gets 60-40? You would only believe that if you thought that you were going to lose the first fight. So, again, that's just an example. Some of the weird stuff Anthony Joshua be doing, man. Like, bro, you you just you see yourself losing a lot, and you you're constantly talking about it. You just he's not a confident guy. You don't want Anthony. Jo- you don't want um. Sorry, you don't know. You don't want Deontay Wilder in the ring with you. You don't want to do a face off with this guy. You know, you got Wilder out here saying, speak it, see it, believe it. Or I can't, I, I forgot what it's, what it's saying is exactly. But speak it, believe it, receive it, I think it is. One of those. But this dude, he, he's super confident. He's super confident, man. If you listen to this man, if you look at the conviction in this man's eyes, the, the, how much he wanted to fight Luis King Kong Ortiz. Let me break that down real quick. Let me break that down about that Ortiz fight, about how I how I knew after that, that whole negotiation, how I knew Wilder was the truth, how I knew that he was free smoke. You got to remember this, man. Wilder willing to get in there with anybody. When, when, when it comes to steroids, you can't play with that in, in combat sports, right? A dude get in there, he on steroids, man, he can change your career. A dude get in there, and when you cheat in boxing, you change people's careers. Uh, go back, look at Margarito with, with the loaded gloves versus Cotto. Look what he did, possibly. It was allegedly he had loaded gloves in that fight. Look what he did to Canelo. He set Canelo's career back. 
beat just beat the beat the shit out of Canelo. Body Canelo in that ring. I said Canelo, damn. Cotto, I'm sorry. Body Cotto. My when when uh Antonio Margarito fought Miguel Cotto in their first fight, he allegedly had loaded gloves, loaded wraps in his hands. Plaster in his hands. Look at what he allegedly did to the face of Miguel Cotto. Anytime a guy cheats in boxing, when you do something to your gloves or, you know, you possibly on some type of steroids and you, you hurt, you knock the guy out, you beat a guy down. Man, that changed it. That's that, that can set a whole that can set somebody's entire career back. So it's very dangerous. It's one of the reasons Floyd used to always talk about, you know, quality of life and. And why he wanted drug testing, because he didn't, you know, because he was seeing what Pacquiao was doing uh, against, you know, he saw what Pacquiao did against Oscar De La Hoya. He saw what Pacquiao did against Ricky Hatton. Those are two fights. He saw what um, Pacquiao did against Miguel Cotto. Those are three fights. A lot of people, it's not just, you know, it wasn't just Floyd. Teddy Alice, I remember back in the day, a lot of people were saying, you know, maybe he was on steroids during those fights. And if you go back and you look at the footage of um, Manny Pacquiao, he looked a lot different in those fights than pre than his previous fights and his fights that he's had recently. If you go back and look at those three fights, that's a different type of Manny Pacquiao physically. I'm just saying, go back and look at those fights. Floyd Mayweather... You know, a lot of people try to call him a coward and, you know, saying he was scared and blah, blah, you know, all this shit. He Floyd knew what was up. So when you, you know, did he have fear of Manny Pacquiao? Yeah, he probably did. He probably didn't. You know, that's why he wanted him to take a drug test. But the point I'm trying to make is if a guy if a guy is on steroids. And you still willing to fight him, that take a lot. But you got to remember, Luis King Ortiz, King Kong Ortiz, let's just say he was allegedly on steroids and before he got caught when he uh, before he's about to fight Wilder the first time before the WBC clean boxing program, before he popped dirty when he took that drug test. And they, they said it was blood pressure medicine. You saw what he was doing to people. He was he was getting knockouts. He was dominating people in the ring before he felt that test. Let's say that. Maybe hypothetically he was on steroids. All of all his previous fights, his previous knockouts. Wilder was willing to fight that guy. The the possibly juiced up Luis Ortiz. Wilder wanted all the smoke with that version of Luis Ortiz. Then after he pops dirty, he like I still want smoke. He wanted to fight. He's like, look, it's free smoke. I'll fight him. I'll still fight this guy. Luis, Luis Ortiz, King Kong Ortiz, Cuban, Cuban fighter, a beast, technical matchup nightmare for Wilder. Wilder still want to smoke with this dude. Wilder, that's how I knew. I was like, man, look, Wilder the truth, man. Wilder was willing to get in there with this guy, not knowing he was on steroids. He out here 
knocking dudes out, just befuddling guys, just beating the shit out of guys. Water, like, I want I want to fight that guy. Everybody else in the division ducking this guy. Everybody in the vi- division ducking Luis King or Ortiz. Joshua don't want to fight him. Dillian White don't want to fight him. Joseph Parker won't even mention his name. Nobody else want to fight this guy. Wilder sought that guy out. Before he failed a drug test and was like, I want to fight that guy. For all he know, man, all that all that stuff he was doing could have been, you know, that could have been steroids. But he didn't know that. All that could have been just, he, he for, for what Wilder knew, that was just Luis King Ortiz doing that. That was just his natural ability. He was just out there. He was he had that type of power, that type of skill. He still wanted to fight that guy. That take a lot. When you think about it, that's the guy he wanted to fight. He was like, I want to fight. That dude is a killer. That dude is the boogeyman of the division. I want him. Deontay Wilder, the truth. Joshua, it don't even take that. It don't even take all that for him to turn down, you know, for him to duck a fight. He don't he don't got the confidence in himself to call out. He don't call out nobody. He didn't want to fight Luis King or Ortiz. He don't want to fight Wilder. He don't even want to be in the same building as Wilder. Even for even for 50 million guaranteed up front. Even, all he had to do is show up. He still don't want 50. He still don't want it. He don't want smoke. $50 million guaranteed. He don't want smoke. He fears that man. He fears Wilder. He fears challenges. He he doubt he has doubt in his mind. That's 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 the truth, man. That's the truth. But yeah, man, I, you know, just turned into this turned into a Joshua trashing session. I just but nah, man. I just this guy's behavior, man. All the momentum this guy's had. Just watching him squander his last twelve months. It's just been disgusting, man. It's really a disgrace. It's sad. And you know, a lot of people blame Eddie Hearn, man. I'm I'm not, you know what I mean? I'ma let I'ma let the LDBC and you know I'ma let everybody else do that, man. I'm just gonna take it straight to Joshua, man. Yeah, Eddie Hearn hasn't helped at all, but I'm I'm, I'm but Joshua controls his own career, man. He know what the hell's going on. He he dumb, but he ain't that damn dumb. If you wanted to fight Wilder, you would have been called out Wilder. You would have got, you would have showed up to what where Wilder was at. You would have gotten his face. You would have let him get in the ring with you after that Joseph Parker fight, and said, "All right, free smoke," because I remember how Lennox Lewis used to do it. Lennox Lewis wasn't taking, he wasn't taking shit from nobody. He was free smoke. He wanted, he was calling out. He made, uh, he made Riddick Bowe throw the belt in the garbage. He made another man throw his title in the garbage. That's how That's how about it he was. So yeah. Anthony Joshua. Disgusting behavior. Like I said, it's turned into a uh, you know, the end of this has turned into a trash session, but yeah, man. type of shit that happened when you see the behavior of somebody like this, a fighter you chose you chose to be a fighter so when you act like this people will call it out they will call you out for it 
but yeah, that was just my thoughts on the uh, potential matchup they about to have. Um, like I said, that should be a big fight. That's going to have huge implications on the future of Joshua versus Wilder or Fury. Even if even if Wilder beat Fury, I still think Wild, uh, Joshua could fight uh, Tyson Fury. But then again, how do you improve on whatever it, whatever it is that Deontay Wilder does in that fight? If Wilder knock Fury out, what do you I mean? I mean, you got to knock him out faster. I don't think Joshua got that type of power. I'm just being real. And I don't think Joshua can deal with Tyson Fury's boxing ability. I think he have he have a lot of trouble with somebody like Tyson Fury. But yeah, man, that, that's it. That's all I got about Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder at the end of this year. That's all I got for now. I'm gonna go ahead and take a break. All right, I'm back. We back. Go ahead and continue this uh, boxing talk. Uh, we got a lot of upcoming fights this year. Sport of boxing. Uh, one of those fights I'm going to jump on real quick is Danny Garcia versus Showtime. Sean Showtime Porter. I'm going say that again. Danny Swift Garcia versus Sean Showtime Porter. Porter coming out of Ohio, my home state. He coming out of the, out of the city of Cleveland, the land. He up north. Um, he fighting Garcia. Garcia's from Philadelphia. It's for the WBC title that Keith Thurman had to vacate. Pretty much was stripped of that title, but you know they they say vacate. That's fine. Um. My thoughts on this matchup, this potential matchup. Honestly, I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, Danny Garcia. I've never really been a fan of Sean Porter, to be honest. Something about Sean Porter's style is just not my favorite style. Not my favorite style to watch. Um, but Sean Porter, a great fighter, a great story coming out of Cleveland. And he, he seems like a good guy. If I'm being honest. Um, both Danny Garcia and Sean Porter have dads who trained them. Angel Garcia trains his son, Danny. And I believe Kenny Porter trains his son, Sean. They both talk a lot of trash, so this should be an interesting. Uh, it should be some interesting press conference they're about to have. Uh, face-offs. Because I think the dad's going to face off eventually. Yeah, but as far as what I think about this matchup and, and the implications it's going to have going forward, um, basically what the fans waiting on is we, we want to see who which one of these guys is going to fight Free Smoke Jr., a.k.a. Errol Spence Jr. Um, we want to, you know, we want to know that one of these guys is gonna one of these guys is gonna come out with the WBC belt and fight Spence for unification and the unification belt. Uh, both these guys have openly ducked Free Smoke Junior. Um, Kenny, I'm sorry, Sean Porter has come out recently saying that he will fight Free Smoke Junior. 
Errol Spence Jr. after this fight, if he wins this fight, and a unification belt. Uh, me personally, I believe that when I see it. Um, Danny Garcia, I just see the thing about I'm a fan of Danny, but Danny has gotten his label as a cherry picker over the years. And although I don't really agree with that label, he hasn't done anything to really shake that label. He hasn't fought enough for him to be able to defend himself when he's called a cherry picker. Doesn't have enough fights. He don't have enough. He don't have a big enough body of work where he can defend himself against that. So he's open for those kind of those kind of labels. Um, Danny fights when he wants to fight, and he 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 has no qualms about fighting lesser competition. That, so they call him a cherry picker. Even though Danny, if you look back, if you look back on Danny Garcia's. If you look at you look back on what he's done at 140, uh, when he beat Eric Morales, after that you, you look at all of all the fighters that were that were at 140 at the time that Danny Garcia was, you know, he was the champion. You had Amir Khan. It's all off the top of my head. No notes. You had Amir Khan. You had Lamont Peterson campaigning at 140. You had. Not Marcos Madonna. You, I'm sorry. You had Lucas Matiste out of Argentina. He was he was campaigning at 140. Think about that for a minute. So, Lamont Peterson was a title holder at one at 140 at the time. I believe he had the IBF title. Again, no notes. Um, I know he was a title holder, and I think Danny Garcia had the WBC belt because the WBC loves Danny Garcia for some reason. So, you had Amir Khan fight Lamont Peterson. He lost Lamont Peterson. That's how Lamont Peterson got his title. So, Amir Khan, instead of an immediate rematch with Lamont Peterson, Lamont Peterson, I think, failed a drug test at the time. So, instead... Danny Garcia stepped in to fight um, Amir Khan. He fights Amir Khan. Um, Amir Khan is winning that fight early. Uh, he eventually changes everything by knocking knocking Amir Khan down and eventually knocking Amir Khan out. So at that time, Danny Garcia, I think he he had defended his WBC belt. Then you had. Lamont Peterson eventually fight Lucas Matiste. Think about this. Listen carefully. Lucas Matiste fought Lamont Peterson, but and the, the the reason, but Lamont Peterson's belt wasn't on the line because of a technicality. I believe it was like a catchweight bout, so the title wasn't on the line. The title wasn't on the line. I think it was. I think that fight was fought at 142. Regardless, Lamont Peterson fought Lucas Matisse. Lucas Matisse destroys Lamont Peterson, knocks him out. He was the boogeyman at the time. He was the boogeyman of that division at the time at 140. He went in there. You know, Lamont Peterson. You know, 
split personality. You know, he got multiple personalities in the ring. He came in there and he fought timid. Lucas Matisse knocked him out. Stopped him. Had him bumbling all over the ring. Stopped him. Now, even though technically that was at a catchweight bout, that should have Lucas Matisse should have been the champion. Lucas Matisse beat the champion. He should have been the champion. He wasn't the champion. But this is the point I'm trying to make. He beat Lamont Peterson. He should have been crowned the champion. He should he should have been given that, that IBF strap. But because, you know, basically the the fight was fought at a ch- uh, catch weight, the title wasn't on the line. But he did beat the he bit, did beat the current champion. You got to think if two pounds if they would have been two pounds lighter, would it have really made a difference? Would it would it have been a different outcome? I don't think so. So your boy went in there, knocked Lamont Peterson out, called out Danny Garcia. Now, I remember this vividly. You had people, before Danny Garcia could even open his mouth, you had people screaming to the top of their lungs. I remember this on YouTube. You had people, I ain't going to say they were screaming, but they were just putting stuff in the comment section on YouTube, putting it, uh, ringtv.com, fight hype at the time, whatever it was. You had people jumping in the comment section, just throwing Danny under the bus saying that he was going to duck him saying that he was scared he, you know he was shitting in his drawers and all you know all this crazy stuff Danny surprisingly to everybody's surprise to all these haters uh, surprise pops up says alright let's do it I'll fight, I'll fight Matisse right now. Ended up fighting Matisse on the undercard of the Mayweather-Canelo fight. I remember that fight. I watched that live as it was happening. I was looking more forward to that fight than I was the Mayweather-Canelo fight, to be honest. But he went in there, man, and he box, He pretty much he outboxed Matisse. He outboxed him. He he basically showed heart. He just he he was just better than Lucas Matisse. Knocked him, dropped him. I think in the tenth round. Had his eye looking all you know, lumped him up. Had his eye looking all puffy. And uh, in that round, he was almost close to stopping Lucas Matisse. But he embarrassed Matisse and he exposed Matisse. Embarrassed and exposed. Matisse. So he beat Matisse, unanimous decision. One of Dan, probably Danny Garcia's, probably Danny Garcia's best performance to date. Beats Lucas Matisse. And when you think back, that should have been a unification belt. It wasn't because Lucas Matisse didn't. The belt wasn't on the line, so he didn't have the IBF title at the time. But you got to give you got to get Danny his his credit for beating the man who beat the man. 
Danny Garcia should have been two, you know, he should have been unified champion. He should have had the IBF and the WBC strap. He should have had both those belts at 140. But because of that catch weight, he didn't. But he did beat the guy who beat the current IBF champion at the time. At the time. But then, even on top of that, just in case people were were wondering, he went back eventually and fought Lamont Peterson. He beat Lamont Peterson too. A lot of people, you know, question, you know, said that was a questionable decision. I felt like Lamont Peterson came on too late. I had I had Danny winning that fight, but. He beat he beat Lamont Peterson too. He beat both. He, he so 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 let's let's review his career here, at, at one at that weight class, and just think about uh, this. This is crazy, but I'm getting it. But hey, I love Free Smoke Junior. Errol Spence. Errol Spence is trying to do, you you know. Er, Terrence, Craw- Terrence Bud Crawford get a lot of credit for he was undisputed champion at he was undisputed champion at uh, 140. He did it. He accomplished what Danny, you know, didn't accomplish. But let's look at Danny's resume, man. Danny's resume is very impressive. You you can argue it's better than Errol Spence's resume. In fact, it is better than Errol Spence's resume now. Now. At 147, it's a different story. But at 140, if you just look at his overall resume as a, as a fighter, he got one of the most impressive resumes. So let's recap this. Danny Garcia beat Amir Khan, Lamont Peterson, and he beat Boogeyman at the time, Lucas Matisse, one of the most feared fighters at the time. I keep saying at the time because he was at the time. He was the boogeyman, man. He was Lucas Matisse was on a tear. He was on a tear at the time. He was knocking everybody out. People, people were screaming to the top of their lungs on how shook Danny was going to be. Saying that he would never get in the ring with Lucas Matisse. It's funny how we call him a cherry picker now. But the dude stepped, the dude jumped in there with Lucas Matisse after he beat Lamont Peterson. No questions asked. Jumped right in there with, with Lucas Matisse. Free smoke. But we call this dude a cherry picker for some reason. Again, he hasn't done he hasn't done the best job at shaking that label. He hasn't stayed he doesn't stay active. He don't have an um, impressive body of work past that run at 140. He just don't. But, yeah, Danny Garcia, you know, very impressive resume, man. You know, he going up against Sean Porter. I'm picking him to win that fight. And I feel, I feel bad for Sean Porter in this case because these guys are opposites when it comes to getting decisions. One guy always loses 
close decisions. The other guy always gets close decisions. Danny Garcia is constantly getting, you know, what, at least in the eyes of fans, questionable decisions. A lot of people thought, like I said, the Lamont Peterson uh, decision was questionable. A lot of people said his fight against, um, oh, man, I need notes. Oh, my God. I can't remember this guy's name. He fought the guy in in Puerto Rico. He fought the guy in Puerto Rico. I can't remember the guy's name, but a lot of people thought he lost that fight. A lot of people thought he lost that fight in Puerto Rico. A lot of people thought. Fought the guy in PR. A lot of people thought he lost that fight. He fought, um, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, other than the Amir Khan fight, his guy's constantly in just these close decisions. You know, he knocked Amir Khan out. Amir Khan has yet to really get a rematch, really even go for a rematch with Danny Garcia. But but that's beside the point. But I'm picking him to win this fight against Sean Porter. Like I said, they're on the opposite ends of getting decisions. And I see this fight going to a close decision where it's going to be some question marks at the end where where a lot of people going to argue um, Sean did the majority of the work. But I see Danny Garcia landing the bigger shots, countering Sean, maybe even wobbling Sean a little bit. He might drop Sean a few times. Sean might, I think Sean going to have to get off the canvas in this one. I really do. But I see Danny Garcia, like he does in a lot of his fights, I think he's going to wear down towards the end of the fight. He's going to slow down in the later rounds. And, and Sean Porter's going to come on strong. And that's why a lot of people are going to be questioning the decision once they, you know, once they give Danny Garcia the, the unanimous decision. But, yeah, moving on. Moving on uh, from that fight. We have some other stuff going on, other news. Uh, man, what is Sean? What did I what did I read about? I read something about I saw something I saw some videos on YouTube about So yeah, check this out. So you had Shane Mosley coming out saying that in their prime, Delo Oscar De La Hoya was a better fighter than Mayweather. I'm not gonna spend that much time on this. I'm just gonna so, for the for the listeners, if I got you know one listener, two listeners, three listeners, wherever whoever you are out there, thank you for for joining me. Stick with me on this when we building this podcast from the ground up, and I want you to be a founder in this. You know what I mean? So walk with me on this one. So you had you got you got Oscar De La Hoya being compared to to prime um, Floyd Mayweather. Shane mostly saying that Oscar De La Hoya was better. This is absolutely crazy in my opinion. I don't I, I don't know what I don't know what motivates this. Um I'ma just say this. I'ma just say this. There's no way that um Oscar De La Hoya was was better than Mayweather. Prime, especially pretty boy Floyd Mayweather. 
the pretty boy Floyd Mayweather and the prime Oscar De La Hoya are two different fighters on two different levels. Prime Oscar De La Hoya was a very talented fighter, a very exciting fighter, a guy with a lot of heart, great chin, got a lot of questionable decisions. But he was, you know, I like that guy. I was a fan of that guy. I was a fan of that guy until he fought uh, Felix Trinidad. After that, I was done with I was done with Oscar. Never looked at Oscar the same. But Oscar had a great career. But if we comparing that with prime Floyd Mayweather, pretty much Mayweather before he got to 147. Not even close, in my opinion. I mean, really, not even close. We're talking about a naturally gifted, naturally g- gifted, a prodigy. Not not just a not just a great fighter, a prodigy, a prodigy in this sport. One of the few prodigies you probably gonna see in this sport. Dad was a fighter. Uncle was of uncles were fighters. In fact, it's Uncle Roger, not his Uncle Roger, but uh. One of his uncles fought Delahoya. I can't remember. I can't remember what his name is. He fought Delahoya early in Delahoya's career. Believe it or not, yeah. Floyd Mayweather was not the first Mayweather that Oscar fought. But again, here no there. If we comparing Pretty Boy Floyd with Prime Delahoya, it's not even close. It's not even close. Not even close. You had a dude in Pretty Boy Floyd Mayweather that had speed. Lightning fast speed. Big combinations. Through combinations. Body punches. Quick jab. The ultimate boxer puncher. Great defensive fighter. Great defensive fighter. Could move like no other. Could, could almost impossible to hit. Smarter than everybody else. Aggressive as hell. Devastating body puncher. Devastating check hook. Devastating jab to the body. Just the ultimate body puncher. I mean, I'm sorry. Ultimate boxer puncher. Not even... Delahoy has never... He's never been... No. He's never been the type of fighter that Pretty Boy Floyd was. He's never been on that level. Again, he's a he was a very... Uh, Oscar Delahoy in his prime. Very exciting fighter. Very exciting fighter. Brave guy. Fought everybody. He, he couldn't deal with Mayweather. Um, what what I noticed about Delaware's career is pretty much every big fight, the reason he lost every big fight he ever had, whenever he got in there with a guy that was equal or greater, the reason he came up short is the same pattern. He basically would get tired at the end of the fight. He would be doing good early. He would basically get tired at the end of the fight and, and gas out, slow down. 
He did it against Felix Trinidad. He got tired against Felix Trinidad. That's why he just stopped throwing punches. He was just moving around the ring, stopped throwing punches completely. Had a round, I think he had a round, one of the one of the last few rounds of that fight where he didn't throw one punch. He got tired in that fight. Gave up the, at the end of that fight. He got tired in both uh, Shane Mosley fights, even though those were great fights. He got tired in both those fights. He was doing great early in those fights. He got tired and outworked by Shane Mosley. He got tired in the Mayweather fight. He was doing, you know, he was doing decent early. I think a lot of people, I think people kind of overrate uh, Delahoy's success in the Mayweather fight, you know, because they hate Mayweather. But he was doing, you know, he was doing decent in that fight. People thought the fight was close. He got tired. He got tired. He slowed down. Mayweather picked up the picked up the pace. And Mayweather um, edged him out, outlasted him. Outlasted him in that fight. Mayweather got the decision. A lot of people thought that he lost the Ike Corte fight. Now, he finished that fight strong. And that's why I think he deserved that. He probably, you know, I can see why he got that decision. He finished that fight really strong, but he wasn't doing that great in that fight. A lot of people thought he lost the Pernell Whitaker fight. So you got a lot of questionable decisions for, for De La Hoya, and you got a lot of losses and big fights by De La Hoya. We never had that problem with, with Mayweather. Prime Mayweather. We never had this, we never we had one questionable decision that was against the first fight against Castillo. And he rematched that right away. Dominated Castillo. I don't know, he dominated him, but he beat Castillo. Yeah, I, I disagree with Shane Mosley on that one. I really do. And Shane Mosley, one of my, you know, he's one of my favorite fighters ever. Definitely one of my favorite fighters. But yeah, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. What we got next? You had, um, oh, yeah. Speaking of Delahoya. De La Hoya recently came out. Uh, there was some there was some interviews on, on online. I think he did. I want to say the. Hmm, where did I see it at? I saw. Uh, I know. I saw. I saw seventy eight do a video about it. He might have been talking to the boxing voice or fight hype or somebody like that. He was talking to one of them. One of them. One of them channels. Uh, one of them outlets. I can't remember, but no notes. But um, he basically came out and said he was he. They asked they asked him about the Mikey Garcia Earl Spence fight. He was saying that Spence was too big for Mikey. Mikey went better handle Spence, and then he eventually you know segued to Spence uh, potentially fighting uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez in Texas. That's a big fight. Um, but I don't like that fight because why the hell is 
why the hell is Golden Boy and why is Saul Canelo Alvarez? Why are they basically calling out? They're not calling them out yet, yet. But why are they even mentioning welterweights at this point in your career? At this point in, in Canelo Alvarez's career, if it's not Mayweather or Pacquiao, which it's not going to be because they're they're gone, you know. Uh, uh, Mayweather retired. Pacquiao just, you know, he pretty much. He's not really he's not really fighting anymore. He's fighting, but he's not fighting anymore. If you're not calling out one of those guys, why are you mentioning a welterweight and Errol Spence? Why are you not calling out one of the Charlo brothers, Jamel or Jamal Charlo? Why are you not call- Jamal's in your weight class? He fights at 160. Why are you not calling out Demetrius Andrade? Andre, why are you not calling out Billy Joe Saunders for a potential fight? You mean to tell me? <laughs> Think about this for a minute. Think about this for a minute. You telling me because they got a fight. He got a fight coming up with Triple G. I, I haven't really talked about that fight. Um, I think I mentioned that fight, you know, once or twice previous episodes. So you got a you got a fight coming up with Triple G, Gennady Golovkin. You mean to tell me if you beat Triple G, which which would make you, I believe, the WBC champion? Yeah, because he gave up the IBF. Billy Joe Saunders got the W. Yeah, he got like the WBA. He got one of those belts, and then. That left Golovkin was just the WBC title. So you basically beating you beating if you beat a guy that's undefeated in Triple G, former champion, former unified champion. You mean to tell me you're gonna beat that guy and you're gonna turn around and you're gonna fight Errol Spence, the a guy two weight classes down from you, you're going to duck all these opportunities to fight other middleweights, Danny Jacobs, Jamal Charlo, Billy Joe Saunders, Demetrius Andre. You're not going to, the guy that's uh, Danny, that uh, Danny Jacobs is fighting now, that's that's fight who he's fighting next for the IBF title. Whoever the IBF title holder is at the time, you're not gonna fight. You're not gonna try to unify the belts. You're gonna just immediately fight a welterweight. Let's not forget this, this Canelo Alvarez who's just coming off failed drug tests, failed failed drug tests for uh, performance enhancing drugs. Clembuterol, which isn't a steroid, but still, you just failed a test for clenbuterol. You're coming off of that suspension. You're kind of shamed in the sport right now. Nobody really trusts you. They let you off the hook, but, you know, the people who run the sport let you off the hook, but the fans, they look at you different. 
And I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out where is Saul, why where is where is Saul's legacy going? Where is Canelo's legacy going right now? You gonna fight Earl Spence, a welterweight, a big welterweight at that. But come on, man, that's gonna be a tough fight for Spence. You know what I mean? I I think it's gonna be a tough fight. It's not an impossible fight for him to win either, though. Spence can Spence can beat Canelo, and especially if he put, he put on the right he put on the weight the right way. You you see how Canelo is shrinking. Canelo's shrinking right now. You know, apparently he stopped eating meat. I'll let y'all figure that out. He stopped eating. He failed a drug test. And he stopped. He, he failed a drug test for eating contaminated meat. And then now he stops eating meat. And he's lost all his muscle mass now. Okay. All right. Whatever. But you go fight Free Smoke. Free Smoke Jr. can come out there. Canelo, you know, mess around and, and, and gasses out, starts to slow down. Free Smoke, he don't slow down. They're going to train him. They're going to prepare him for a 12-round fight with, with all that weight on him. With 160 found, uh, 60 pounds on him. He mess around and beat, you know, he mess around and beat uh, Canelo. Then what? Then you done. But I just don't see the point, man. I'm, I'm just at this point. It's uh, Canelo's career, man. I'm just I just don't take him serious anymore. I don't. I don't see him as a as a legitimate threat. I don't see him as a, a guy who's. Um, I've never looked at Canelo as a as a as a phenom. I thought he was a, a tough kid, a hard worker, uh, a guy with decent boxing ability ability. You know, a tough Mexican fighter, man. A tough Mexican boxer puncher. Never looked at him as like some phenom, you know, some young kid who was just fighting way above his, you know, where he was supposed to be at. I always thought Canelo was right where he was supposed to be at. He's a pretty decent, decent fighter. He's dangerous, though, you know, once he go when he go up against bigger guys, smaller guys, though. Mayweather, you know. I.e. Mayweather, when he fought Mayweather, he was he was bigger than Mayweather. It's gonna be the same thing in this in this uh, free smoke junior fight. He'd be who he would be the bigger guy. He would be the natural middleweight. Even though Spence has the frame, he could probably he can get up to one sixty, but he's not a, he's not fighting at one sixty. He's never fought at one sixty. Yeah, so I just see that being a tough fight. It's, it's gonna be a tough fight for, for Free Smoke Jr. I hope he doesn't take that fight, even though that's a big, huge opportunity. In that case, I do hope he take the fight. You know, because I hope he, if, if you know, hope he gets that opportunity. If if nobody else steps up, yeah, I hope he takes that opportunity. But if you got fights against Crawford, Garcia, or possibly Sean Porter on the table. I would like to see him take those fights. Even a rematch with Kell Brook. I'd rather, you know, other than that, other than the rematch with Kell Brook, because kind of already proved his point against Kell Brook, you know, I, I would like him take, to take other fights right now. I would like to see him focus on welterweight right now. But yeah, I just don't know where, I just don't know about Can, uh, Canelo's uh, 
legacy right now. This body of work, I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, you knocked out Amir Khan. I mean, you've been here before. Where you, you know, you're going to fight smaller guys? Small guys with big profiles? Is that what you're gonna, that's what we're going to do? That'll be a big mega event in, in Texas. You know, they can, they can sell out Dallas, not sell it out, but they can... They can get a big crowd at, at, at the Cowboy Stadium. But I don't like that fight. I really don't. You know. Canelo need to go in there, knock Triple G. You know, if he if he can stop Triple G, man, the world is his. He owned the world. He 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 back. If he go in there and beat after being drug tested the way he is, if he goes out there and he knocks Triple G out, He's the becomes the first guy to not only beat Triple G but to stop him. The world is his, man. Everything, everything is back. Everything is back, Chico. But yeah, I think Triple G is gonna actually come out of that fight. I really do. Now that I think about it, I think Triple G is gonna come out of that fight. Okay, I think he's gonna be okay. It's gonna be a, another decision. He probably gonna get the decision this time. So, you know, how much of the allure of the bag he gonna get, the bag he would get against Canelo, how much of the, of, of the allure of that is gonna bring Spence in? I don't know. I don't know. He might jump up two divisions chasing the bag. People do people do make good money when they fight Canelo. Closest thing we got to a pay-per-view draw in this sport right now. And that fight will undoubtedly doubtably be on pay-per-view. But yeah, man, I, I just want to see Free Smoke Jr. stick to, you know, what's in the what's what's in the his near future. Just, you know, stick to Crawford, stick to Danny. Sean Porter, stick to welterweight, man. The top dogs at welterweight. The guys who got the belt at welterweight. You're not going to, you know, Thurman. Thurman dead right now. Thurman is dead right now. He's just waiting to take his belt. Once that IBF strap is up for grabs, somebody going to snatch that. But, yeah, I don't see Thurman coming back anytime soon. So I just want to see Free Smoke focus on the rest of the cleaning out, the rest of the division. Then maybe moving up. But yeah, I want to see him undisputed one day. But um, yeah, I don't really think Thurman's coming back anytime soon. But yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and close this thing out. But before I do that, take a break. All right. Go ahead and close this one out. Uh, like I said, um, this podcast, Free Smoke, the podcast, Free Smoke. Um, if you if you wanted a you know few listeners, you just thought you know you just happen to come by this podcast. I do appreciate you listening. Um, I ask that you you favorite my my podcast and you come back and um. You know, hear what I got to say. Like I said, I didn't really, I didn't drop anything the last, pretty much the last two weeks. Uh, but yeah, like for this week, I'm making up for that. I'm gonna be dropping um, 
I'm going to draw multiple episodes this week. Uh, I'm going to stay with the boxing news, stay current. Um, definitely going to pick up around fight week. It's not it's not a big fight week this week. Uh, I'm also going to be doing some MMA, some mixed martial arts. Uh, definitely the UFC fights. Uh, this past week we had UFC 227. Um, Demetrius Johnson upset by Henry Cejudo. His long, you know, he had a long title title run, winning streak that was snapped. Um, TJ Dillashaw uh, fought Cody Garbrandt in a rematch. Knocked him out again. Second consecutive time knocking Cody Garbrandt out for TJ Dillashaw. Um, TJ Dillashaw, definitely one of the best pound, pound for pound fighters in MMA right now. Top five. Easy. Made easy work of Cody Garbrandt. And I'm telling you, man, I don't think anybody messes with TJ Dillashaw right now. I don't think anybody messes with TJ Dillashaw right now. I really don't. Um, as far as uh, Demetrius Johnson go, uh, I scratched my head at Demetrius Johnson. Um, I don't understand Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson had a shot, had a chance to fight Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt agreed to come down to his weight class make weight and fight him for his belt. That would have been a pay-per-view uh, main event. Instead, he he ends up on the co-main event and he loses. You should have fought TJ Dillashaw. Now, he claimed it was because, you know, he didn't fight TJ Dillashaw because he wanted to get uh, properly compensated. That's fine. Understand that. But if your alternative is to fight Henry Cejudo, a guy that you already knocked out easily, why not just go ahead and fight Dillashaw? If all the choices you, all the options you have is to fight, got people you already beat, you don't have any new up and coming contenders, just fight TJ Dillashaw. You don't have to move up and wait. He's coming up to your weight class. Fight him. He's, he's, I'm sorry, he's coming down to your weight class. He's coming down to 125. He has to make the weight. The, the, the onus is on him to make weight. All you got to do is show up like you always do. You beat TJ Dillashaw, you're on top of the world. And it would have been in California. That's TJ Dillashaw's stomping grounds, his hometown. Or should I say his home state, Cali. But, yeah, I didn't really, you know, I didn't get that. I didn't get why he didn't take that fight. He is, you know, it comes back to biting, pretty much biting him in the ass. He loses to Henry Cejudo. Now you got to have a trilogy with Henry Cejudo. I mean, it's worse things that could have happened to him. He had a lot of injuries after this fight. But, yeah, he gets a trilogy fight with Henry Cejudo. That's, a lot of people are going to be watching that fight. That's, that's, that's good for him. It's a good thing at the, in the end. It could have been worse. Could have got knocked out in the first round. You know, you went to a five-round decision. You lost, you know, you lost the unanimous decision, uh, split decision to Henry Cejudo. Shout out to Henry Cejudo. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I'm going to be doing um, more MMA in the future, especially when we get around bigger, high-profile fights. Uh, I follow MMA. But uh, I probably probably only gonna really include it on the podcast when it's like big fights, you know. I'll talk about 
I ain't gonna speak too soon. I, I'll talk about MMA, even if you know, big fight or not. I'll talk about MMA. It's it's still free smoke with MMA too. If you, if you feel like you want to debate me in MMA, if you if you come by this podcast and you and you want to debate, it's free smoke. It's free smoke. I'll be getting an email for podcast free smoke coming up soon. I should have that on the next episode, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, man, shout out to uh, shout out to my man Flacco. Uh, he just celebrated a birthday. I be you know last week, last Friday. Uh, big up to him. Congratulations to him, him and his wife. Uh, they had a good time. Uh, check me out on Flacco's. Not Flacco. Check me out on the food. The food. We should be dropping the food Wednesday or third Tuesday or Wednesday this week. So look out for the food. Shout out to Flacco's World. That's Flacco Solo Dolo Venture. And um, yeah, man, I'm out. Peace.